following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! And away we go. Welcome to Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone. I'm glad you're joining us here on the Hockey Podcast Network. We'll also talk a little football in a few minutes as the Commanders get ready for Monday night in Philadelphia. If you are a Commanders fan, you know what that historically means. It means it should be a house of horrors. But we are going to catch up with our good friend, A.J. Perez, about all of the stuff going on off the field with our favorite football team in just a couple of minutes. A.J., of course, with frontofficesports.com. Where does thing where do things stand with the potential sale? Is it a sell a sale of the entire team, or is Dan Snyder still clinging to the idea he could bring in some minority partners and make all of this go away? We will find that out and talk to AJ about that in about ten minutes or so. First, though, we got to go on the ice and talk some pucks. <laughs> the way things work by the time that you are listening to this. No doubt Caps will most likely have been to Tampa for the second game of that home-and-home with the Lightning Friday night, getting a big win against Tampa in a game that got a little chippy. Caps beat Tampa 5-1 Friday night. Nicholas Abe-Kubel uh, got a three-game suspension on Saturday for uh, uh, late and... uh, a late and a bad hit. And I got a feeling Sunday night, uh, Tampa's going to come out here and they are going to be in a mood to get some payback. Kind of makes you wish that uh, Tom Wilson would be back out there. However, he won't. Still, 5-1, to one, and there were a lot of good things that happened uh, on Friday night. Most impressive was the play. I thought of Darcy Kemper, who bounced back after probably his worst game of the year earlier in the week uh, on Wednesday night and uh, saw more than a solid um, effort in goaltending. He gave up just one goal to the Lightning as the Caps won that game 5-1. to one. So let's uh, take you on inside the locker room, your exclusive locker room access here on the show, and let's hear from uh, Kemper and uh, how he bounced back after that shaky outing earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, you know, that's definitely uh... – Helps feel good uh, early on in the game, but uh, you know, more importantly, I think just as a group, we uh, we came together uh, with the urgency that we we really wanted this win, and and you could see it in our play right from the start, and uh, it was nice to see uh, everyone get rewarded. Kemper also said that one of the keys was the PK penalty kill, really, really strong on on uh, Friday night against Tampa. 
Yeah, it's nice. Uh, you know, the PK is starting to to build momentum in games for us, which is which is huge. Guys are getting more comfortable within the system, and uh, whenever you can kill off a five minute major like that, uh, regardless of the goal, which was just kind of a cherry on top coming out of the box there. But uh, you know, I, I think it kind of uh, changes the tide in the game, and and uh, something that the whole team uh, builds off of. I think that I think Darcy's absolutely right. Uh, Caps were perfect, three for three on the penalty kill Friday night. Uh, they're going to need a lot more of that in Tampa. If you missed it, I was on the Locked On, Podca- Caps, uh, Locked On Caps podcast network last week with the guys there, and I really think that Darcy Kemper is the biggest and most important free agent signing Brian McClellan's made maybe ever, certainly in the last few years. With this aging core, you have got to have the goaltending locked down and locked down tight. And I think we saw last year what a problem that can be when Ilya Samsonov and uh, Vitek Vanacek, just neither one of them could take the reins as the number one goaltender. I mean, there's no doubt that Darcy Kemper is a guy that can take you deep into the playoffs. The scoring will come, you know, and Friday night was a good start, you know, getting five goals. And we're going to talk about one of the guys that provided a couple of those goals in a second but man if even when you know the caps were going through the doldrums there about a week and a half two weeks ago i said hey look you know don't panic i said they're not getting blown out five nothing six nothing you're not seeing peter laviolette changing goalies every game in the middle of it you know they were losing two to one three to two one nothing stuff like that you know again you keep the goaltending tight which they have and these guys are going to be just fine and they have been finally getting some offensive production, Friday night at least, scoring five goals. Sonny Milano, one of those guys, picked up off waivers. I, 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 was, I wasn't surprised that he finally broke out. I thought he had been flashing the last couple of games. Breaks out with two goals, including the one that Kemper was talking about just then as he came out of the penalty box after that five-minute kill. I definitely saw they were pretty collapsed in, the, yeah. in our zone, so I definitely thought I had a feeling if the puck squared it out, so it was, uh, it was good. After getting one taken away from you uh, or hitting the crossbar, <laughs> like, how nice is it just to finally get on the board with your, your new team? Yeah, definitely nice. Yeah. Um, so so you, you've been here for, what, the, the entire homestand, right? Yeah, four games. Yeah, so um, some ups, some downs. It kind of feels like that's been the whole season for this team. Like, like how do you guys feel right now after, you know, a big win? Yeah, I mean, last game wasn't great, but... Uh, we got two back tonight, and uh, we play them again Sunday, so uh, try to get four from them. What are you looking forward to Sunday? I mean, was, this is a pretty physical game that had some edge and some nastiness at times. Yeah, for sure. Definitely got a little nasty. Uh, I'm sure it's going to carry over for the next game. Yeah. Do you like playing games like that? Like, does that kind of bring your energy up? And Yeah, those are always fun. I mean, uh, it's obviously definitely physical, and uh, yeah, definitely fun. Um, you also had a, what, a, an assist tonight as well. I mean, just in terms of just, you know, you're, you're a guy who's brought here for your offense. Confidence-wise, where are you at? Um, I mean, it definitely helped uh, getting some points on the board. Uh, it always helps uh, an offensive guy to get some points. So uh, feeling pretty good right now. Yeah. Maybe even more so given that this team scuffled a little bit to score at evens and you had a hand in three of the five tonight and they all came at even strength. Yeah, it's nice, like I said, uh, to get on the board. It's definitely a good feeling. Uh, definitely like helping the team out as well. And if you missed it or you couldn't tell, the, you also heard the voices of our good friends Tarek Al-Bashir and Samantha Pell, both of whom we got to have on here uh, here in the next couple of weeks. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's catch up on the Commanders, not 
so much what's going on on the field as what's going on off it. A.J. Perez of FrontOfficeSports.com joins us when we return. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. NFL Sundays are only getting better in the incredible offers of DraftKings Sportsbook and official sports betting partner of the NFL are getting better as well. I mean, these things are even more incredible than that Vikings-Bills game, if you didn't see it. Game of the year. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. Check it out. Right now, everybody can earn up to one 700% boost with DraftKings Stepped Up Same Game Parlays. Just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, place the same game parlay, combine it with multiple bets like which team's going to win, which player props are going to come in, and point totals. Again, you could have done that with the taking the uh, you could have taken the Vikings. You could have taken Kirk Cousins to throw a touchdown or lose a fumble. You would have won one big. And with bigger payouts, bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is my go-to app when betting on the NFL. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Place a five-dollar pregame money line bet and get two hundred dollars in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, with code. THPN. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, and Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee or 888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, select parishes, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming only. New customer offer void in New Hampshire, Oregon, or Ontario, Canada. New customers only, one per customer. Valid minimum $5 deposit, minimum $5 wager. Bet must win. $200 issued as $825 free bets. Free bets are non-cashable and cannot be withdrawn. Free bets must be wagered one time and stake is not included in any returns or winnings. Free bets expire seven days after being awarded. Promotional offer ends one fifteen twenty three. See terms at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Time to bring in AJ Perez from frontofficesports.com. You want investigative sports journalism, AJ, and that site is the place to go. He has been writing about the Washington Commanders and a bunch of other stuff lately and joins us now. We are going to break down this whole lawsuit thing that we got going on in the district. How are you, my friend? Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem. Good to be back. So uh, Carl Racine, D.C.'s attorney general, comes out yesterday, holds a press conference, says that he is opening that he is uh, opening a civil lawsuit against Stan Snyder, the commanders, the NFL, et cetera, et cetera. What's the significance of this as we sit here today? Yeah, I think it's uh, the fact that one of the investigations is finally over. Um, you know, we didn't 
when this news broke Wednesday night, we I I figured it would be some kind of lawsuit, and that's what ended up happening. Um, because you know this, uh, the, the the attorney general in DC doesn't have, you know, can't prosecute adults. Basically, you know, the, he does have control over the juvenile justice system, or part of it at least, in in DC. So we we figured it'd be some kind of a civil action. We didn't know, but there would be I a lot of speculation. And I you know would be what because he they the attorneys general and there in DC, uh, Mr. Racine, as well as the attorney general in Maryland and Virginia, got the same letter from the FTC back in April. So. Oh, uh, about the financial improprieties, um, which I reported on before that. Uh, so there is, uh, you know, there is like, a, that's what going into it, I was like, is that, we didn't know. But, you know, it was, I kind of had a feeling that possibly that would be it. We didn't, but no, they went in a totally different direction, uh, focused on the hostile workplace and uh, kind of using the consumer protection uh, laws there in D.C. to um, kind of uh, establish or, or attempt to, they're, they're attempting to establish jurisdictions, saying that the fans, you know, the customers, the residents of D.C. were wronged by, you know, the, um, you know, by 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 Snyder and by the by the commanders, um, you know, they both, uh, you know, hiding the investigation and allegedly, you know, trying to, you know, it influence the investigation by uh, Beth Wilkinson and others. Um, so, you know, that 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 was uh, that was, a you know, that's a that's a different tactic. And, and uh, next week there 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 could be more related to the financial stuff. Because we're waiting for uh, the oversight committee to release something on this, right? Yeah. Well, and and also Carl Racine, kind of during during the uh, during the news conference I was at yesterday, he actually said we we actually asked some somebody asked about the financial uh, side of the investigation, which uh, which they are doing. He said there'd be there'd be more news coming coming next week, possibly on that side of it. But yes, we are waiting for the House Oversight Committee. We're waiting for Mary Jo White, the second outside investigation. Then we have one. Uh, with U.S. Attorney's Office there in Alexandria, there is, uh, um, and then uh, then there's the yeah. So there's a lot of different investigations going on um, right now. Still, this was you know this was kind of uh, I, this is just a really even though this is the end of the of the hostile workplace investigation for the Attorney General of D.C. You know that, now the legal case gets going, and you know so the, the shocking part was including Roger Goodell and the NFL in that. And full disclosure, I, I must have missed the part then about the financial stuff. So thank you for catching me up on that. I did hear an interesting um, commentary from a lawyer today that said that uh, so the the next thing I guess that'll happen with this case is it'll move for summary judgment, which means the judge will decide if it's going to go ahead or not. But the real significance of this is yeah. if it goes ahead, then it's basically game on. They can subpoena any record witness yes. testimony or anything else they want. Right. Yeah, the probably first before summary judgment, it would be a motion to dismiss and the motion. Yeah, yeah, they don't. That would be the next logical step by both the NFL and the commanders and Snyder and Goodell it would be a kind of just a motion to dismiss and summary judgment would be uh, would be right after that. Um, you know, they they could, you know, there's I, I don't cover the circuit court very much, so uh, the imaginations of this is different from some some of the other states. Oh, there's mm-hmm. not a state, so from the states. Um, so uh, yeah, there's. They're 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 going to try to quash any way they can versus either um, a summary judgment or or a motion to dismiss um, or both. Um, and if it goes, I could see you know people I talk to feel the NFL and Goodell have a good good have a good uh, have a good chance of getting it dis- have have a, have, a, have a really good chance of getting it dismissed. Um, and uh, maybe not quite as much for Snyder and the Commanders, but we'll see. So it's possible that that a judge could say you don't have to you can dismiss. He would dismiss part of it against the league and Goodell and let it go forward with Snyder. 
Yeah, that could. That's wow. that's that 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 is possible. Yeah, there there's a there's any any time there's multiple defense in a, a civil suit. You know, they you know this we've seen this with the live golf lawsuit for for example, where pretty much all the players are gone excepting you know, maybe a couple. And then it was it was a player led lawsuit, and then then live itself joined in. Yeah, you know, with the with the with the and with the with a new complaint. So there's a yeah. So there in in you know in in any civil case, there's always kind of moving around of defendants and uh, and um, and typically and and a, a lot of times when you when you're suing multiple parties, they uh, you know a couple a couple the judge a judge you know we'll we'll see that it's uh, that it doesn't that they're you know they're, that there's not standing to sue those people or or those organizations. Wow. And if and of course, if it goes through, then if they want to see all of the emails on the commander's servers, they get that they can force they can compel Snyder to give a deposition. I mean, it opens the whole they could get notes on the Wilkinson report, anything if this goes through. Right. Yes. And NFL, uh, you know, NFL source told me that they had one point six million dollars, one point six million documents were handed over to the attorney general in over, over the last several months. And this investigation started at the same time as the oversight committee's investigation we found out it didn't it started last fall after the Gruden emails were leaked so um you know that that caused a domino effect right there you know that we thought uh you know that it was it was strange that you know that it was we didn't even know about this this side of it you know we knew they were investigating after the after the letter to the federal trade commission that included those attorney general in it uh, but we didn't know they were looking at it before that until yesterday wow um let's move on to the sale uh, because that's obviously the other thing that everybody's talking about. It's a full sale of the team, right? He is, from what we know, you don't think there's any, well, there, there, there's any way he's going to try and keep some sort of control of this, do you? As of yesterday, there was no decision made. Um, I've talked to someone with the, who had knowledge of the discussions yesterday. There's still, mm-hmm. Insider still hasn't, uh, hasn't come out and said it's a partial full sale, control and interest. I'd really, I highly, I think he'll have to. I mean, if I say he'll have to, but he could fight it. The, he there's been so much pressure by NFL owners, always because of the, of the investigations, the inability to get new, the inability to get a new stadium, all the financial irregularities have been alleged, which he's all denied everything um, on that. Um, but you know, there's so much, so much out there, and you, and then you toss in the attendance, and you toss in how you know what bottom two in attendance, and how you know the stadium is shrunk by twenty thousand seats under him. And the team has not been very successful. You know, there's apathy in, um, here in the DMV. You know, they when you put it all together, the owners pretty much expect him to sell at this point. But you know, there's I, I last for, last uh, last week I had a story about you know what what if you give what what, what if the this goes all the way through and, he, and this lasts a few months and he's like oh well I didn't get I I didn't get what I wanted for the you know he could set whatever price he wants and if, <laughs> if he doesn't get what he wanted and and we're talking at least probably said around seven billion dollars possibly for this thing maybe more right. um you know that you know that 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 he'll just he'll just you know a stall tactic and then see what happens and maybe those investigations will go away I don't see that happening I think it's going to be a full sale people like people around the league expect it to be a full sale but Snyder as of right now. Court of the people I talked to has, has not decided uh, for, with 100% certainty that he's selling the entire team or even a controlling interest at this point. What do you think led up to that that press release on on the exploration of a sale? Was it a cumulative yeah. effect? Was it one thing? I mean, what are what are people t- – because it's cumulative. just a few it weeks was, ago. Yeah, I know. It, it, was, it was basically two weeks after Ursa said what he said, and, you know, that was, and later that night, 
uh, and, uh, you know, the Snyder's put a statement out and said that, that they weren't selling. Um, and, you know, over the, over the two weeks, there was more pressure applied, you know, by, by, by the owners. And, um, you know, and it, it was, you know, that, and that statement didn't say it was, you know, he's exploring. It's kind of like what the learners did uh, earlier this year with the Nats. So we don't know, you know, and obviously the Nats are, are headed to a full sale. It, all, it looks like that's, that's the way it usually goes. When gins are, you, you know, prisons are, are, you know, that almost every single time that results in a full sale of the team. But uh, because you could, you don't have to announce when you're going to, you're going to sell 20% of the team, 30% of the team. You just work through the back. You just work through back channels. So everybody right. knows, you know, and he already, he's already had two people try to buy the buyout, buy the 40 or, or at least considered it. Uh, that was Bezos a couple of years ago. And, you know, his lawyer talked to, uh, the banker who was trying, who was representing the three co-owners, you know, that happened, um, you know, about, about two years ago. And then, and then we had, um, we had the two, um, uh, the two, let me get the names here. Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, two co-founders of, uh, Clear Capital, who I'm told are also interested. I've tried to hold them again, but no luck, but they, I've heard they're interested. They're both worth about $4 billion. Um, so that, and then John Henry, that's the, that's another name I'm, I'm, I'm hearing, especially with Liverpool being, being put on the market so it'll you know whether that's a move to get more capital uh, ahead of something like uh buying buying uh you know buying the, the, the commanders the uh, fenway sports group that john henry uh, founded and is ahead of already owns the red sox penguins um and a nascar team so it would be and uh you know and lebron's part of this group so you have you know that you would well while, while the bezos has been linked to you know every celebrity out there uh well mostly uh mostly jay-z and matthew mcconaughey um, you know, there these uh, this is what we're this is what we're looking at. We're looking at the people are lining up, and there's already speculation. And there's reports out there already, but you know, they, I think there's uh, there's there's gonna be a, a strong. It'll be a short list, short, shorter than people think. But there's you know at least three to five names I'm hearing out there now uh, that for to be a principal owner. And if the team sells for for seven billion dollars, that's over two billion dollars in cash. It ma NFL mandates three percent that that the principal owner has to have thirty percent. Uh, liquidity in the team and that's that's a big check to cut even if you're a you know, multi-billionaire yeah i mean you know it's one thing for bezos it's another thing though for these guys you know you hear them yeah they're worth four billion dollars or five billion dollars but like you said that means they got to come to the table with two billion dollars in cash that's that's a lot of green that is definitely a lot of green <laughs> yes yes it is uh, the um let's get to the state the the just utterly classless tone-deaf statement after the lawsuit uh, was announced the other day, any of that fallout going to um, either move this sale ahead or or possibly stall it? No, I don't think so. I think I think it gives give Jason it, this gives Jason Wright more power, and I think that's a good thing. I think mm -hmm. uh, you know he was uh, you know while you know there I don't think he was involved in that first statement at all. Um, he did hire the PR person who put it out. Um, so, you know, you know, there was the, the ESPN story said otherwise, but I think, uh, he, the right said he was his hire. So mm -hmm. I'm going to take Jason at his word. Cause I think he's, you know, he's, I, you know, he's, uh, he, he's a good executive and I think, you know, he's caught in a bad situation a lot of times, including on Wednesday night when that statement went out and I was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I'm, you know, the, the, the agent calling it out was great. I think that was, it needed to be done. And I think it was, it's tone deaf, you know, the, Snyder has always been a fighter when it comes to these things. You know, I know there's a lot, especially the last two and a half years since the first Washington Post, Washington Post stories came out. 
He's mm-hmm. been very, very, you know, not him personally. He hasn't done it. He hasn't done a TV interview or any interview since 2014 himself. He has his proxies. He, he has his lawyers. He has his PR people taking up the battles for him. You know, and I think that's in he, you know, Brownlee and the other attorney kind of went a little too hard with uh, with, with that and bringing up bringing up uh, a shooting of a player and bringing up D- crime and basically crime in D.C. You know, when you're representing D.C., you're, you're, you're as the, you know, as a lawsuit, you know, the part of the standing in this lawsuit that the attorney general fi- filed is that they use the Washington team name. You know, that they that they that they they, they they have the branding, they use the city's branding. You know, they're you know they're based in Maryland. They're although well, no, they're based here in Ashburn, but they're but they're but they're, but they're you know they play in Maryland, they're headquarters mm-hmm. in Ashburn, Virginia. So there's you know, but it's it this is a bad it was bad all around. You know, bringing up gun violence, bringing up your player who you could have been killed. Luckily he was very, very fortunate. Yeah, it, it's just awful. And it's like, but you know, when you're fighting when you're fighting I'm not saying he's fighting but when you fight for two and a half years, like he has, you know, stuff like that's going to get through. And that's all. And that's on. And that's just, you know, that's just part of, you know, part of what Dan Snyder has done the last few years to uh, kind of, you know, keep, keep control as best he can. And, and he just, I mean, what are your folks that are on the inside? What do they say? Is he just worn out by all this or would he be happy to keep fighting? But, you know, family and and it, it it's just it, you know is it family that's that's dictating this or does he just see the writing on the wall or i mean what what compelled him to do all this you think sell selling wise i think well well beyond the beyond the pressure from the other owners uh including right. you know that that kind of ramp up after ursa you know uh one of the one of the former team executives i talked to thought it was uh you know the the um you know the the reaction that Tanya got on, on the scoreboard during the Packers game where there where she was talking about um breast cancer awareness her she 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 appeared in a short video on the scoreboard and got booed now whether that like, when, you, when you when you consider how 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 Snyder its ownership has been viewed the last twenty three plus years to not think that the fans are upset to be was kind of shocking I mean you know there we all live in some of us live in a bubble I guess but still that. <laughs> You know, that hell of a bubble. I still so, but you know, I think yeah, I know. And but, but she, but that, which was kind of shocking to me because she's basically been the figurehead for the team for the since July twenty twenty one, and representing the team in the team meetings and such. So I, I don't, you know, I don't think the other owners that have gone after her and said, hey, what's you know? But it, you know, I'm sure she faced faced some kind of you know. I don't think I don't. They're not pressuring her. They're pressuring Dan because Dan is is the majority owner and he owns about at least eighty percent, if not more, of the team. The other. 20%, you know, I don't know where it stands after the, uh, the the death of his mom last year. She owned a part of it and his, his sister owns a part of it. But Dan Snyder owns you know, 80 plus percent. So it's good. The pressure is good. Applying pressure to Tani wouldn't make any, <laughs> wouldn't make any, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't make as much sense as she's, uh, you know, because Dan is the person really since, you know, 1999 who's been kind of in charge. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, all right. So kind of kind of give us a preview here. What what should we be looking for uh, to happen next just in this whole saga? And I know that's a big order because God knows what what could drop here in the next couple of days or weeks. <laughs> well, as far as the sale or as far as like the next thing to drop investigations, you know, let's just go with investigations. What the hell? OK, uh, that. The House Oversight Committee, it, it's, it's very interesting because this is a, this is this is where it gets political. You know, there's still a chance that the Democrats can hold on to the House. If that happens, the investigation go, can go a lot longer. If it right. doesn't, um, we I expect if we if we by this weekend have, you know, they, literally I was told anytime the the 
after the midterms, the investigation, the, the final findings will be will will be released. And I mm-hmm. confirmed that earlier this week. That's still the plan. Um, but you know, the final could be some kind of more legislation or something else introduced, or it could be, you know, I have no indications that there'd be any criminal referrals anyway, but that's the next one. That's, you know, they, that's, we're, we'll hopefully get the depositions from both uh, Dan Snyder and, um, and Bruce Allen. You know, they, they're deposed over the summer for 10 plus hours each. Uh, we would probably get those transcripts, um, see what was asked. And, uh, and uh, so maybe there's, you know, there's a criminal referral that's going to stall. It's, that's going to take forever. Um, so that so that one, that Mary Jo White's investigation is all almost certainly going to follow that. Um, that's the second inside invest, second outside investigation by the NFL, and then where all the other investigation stands, including by the U.S. Attorney for uh, the Eastern District of Virginia. That's we don't know where that we don't even know what exactly what they're looking into yet. Uh, and then you have the two the the two other attorneys general, Maryland and Virginia, that are still going. So there's a lot of things going on. There's no timetable mm. that uh, those, but like as we saw, we got a warning on the the attorney general, not even knowing what 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 was going to be announced yesterday. So there, anytime any of them could drop and uh, it could spell trouble. It's not going to derail the sales process. See, I don't think you know. I wrote last uh, one of the many stories I wrote is about how <laughs> how that would you know. And as Racine said yesterday, it'll there's since they're suing Dan, you know, they're suing the team as well, but they're suing Dan personally. You know that if you know if that's um, a motion dismissed. I think that you know, there that's not going to matter. But and there's a way to indemnify the new owners either through a large escrow account for any fines or any civil penalties. Um, and there's other you know legal maneuvers they can do to to uh, um, basically indemnify whoever buys the team. So that's not going to hold anything up. Um, you know, what, 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 it could actually hasten the sale. I think if there's more things coming out and there's going to be even more pressure put on Snyder if these if any of these investigations show serious wrong going hmm. never a dull moment there there was a show back in the 70s and and the monday night football crew used to reference it all the time when talking about the then redskins and stuff that went on off the field and it's it's very apropos i think for this day and time as well just simply saying washington behind closed doors <laughs> yeah was, at this point yeah, it's going to be, it's, this is like, yeah, it's, it's so, it's, this is going to be, uh, yeah, this is, it's been, I've kind of followed this since I got to the front office sports two and a half years ago. I think I've probably a third of my stories have been about, um, not that many, maybe 20%, but it's like, you know, pretty, when, when this stuff happens and writing about everything I've written about, you get a good sense, but and it's like the, what, the tough part is we don't know exactly what Snyder is thinking because he keeps a very close circle of people who he, who he, he talks to outside of, I mean, that includes the lawyers, of course, yeah. but we, we, we really don't know exactly what's going on because he never does interviews. I mean, mm-hmm. we don't know, we don't hear from him, you know, we don't hear from him. We don't, you know, it's kind of all done through his, uh, you know, his, his people, you know, so yeah. it's, we have to like almost read the tea leaves of what he, what, what his people are telling us and what the lawyers are doing um, in court and, and elsewhere. What, how, 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 how Snyder is kind of, um, you know, has, has conducted himself the last couple of years. So it's like, it's very, it's very odd. You know, geez, he's not Jerry Jones. He's not, you know, not Jim Mercer. He's a very, very, you know, private when it comes to these things. So we don't, who, I mean, this, you know, there's that, that's why it's good. You got to be a little careful. Who knows how this is going to turn out. This could be, that's why it's like, it's, it's, we, we just don't know. And it's like, why everybody expects a full sale. We don't know yet. 
Dan Snyder, the Howard Hughes of the NFL. AJ Perez <laughs> from frontofficesports.com. AJ, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it, my friend, as always. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Thank you, my friend. All right, that's going to do it for us. You guys are up to date. Caps Lightning Sunday night. We'll talk about that later in the week, as well as post-game for the Commanders and Eagles a little bit later on Monday night. Have a great one, everybody. Enjoy the games. Remember, like the wise man once said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, we're white. I've been around for a long, long year. Stole many a man, sold a Hey.